0: Hi everyone, welcome to Chit Chat. Uh, My name is Kishore Chandra and uh, myself and Jai Jagannath Prabhu, we come on here uh, Mondays and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. to speak about spiritual topics. And we've been doing it for a while now. I believe that this is our 164th episode or 165th episode or something along those lines. Um, So we've been going at it quite strong. Welcome Geneva, welcome Madhavapuri, Haripal, and today's a very auspicious day. I feel like that's what we're going to be talking about today, but we'll see, um, we'll see when Jaya tunes in, but I'm pretty sure that that's what we'll be talking about. Jaya... Tagging him in. Okay. Hi, Bojai. Hey. Oh, you seem cheery today. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> appearances but can be deceiving. Gra- I
1: am yes. <laughs> I, if twenty twenty hasn't taught us anything, it's that. <laughs> that appearances can be deceiving. But um mm. I am gra- I am grateful. Mm. So yeah. So maybe that's what's maybe that's what's coming through.
0: I'm also feeling grateful today. I was mentioning to uh just right before you tuned in that today's a very auspicious day. Um, uh, of Srila Prabhupada's, Prabhupada's disappearance day that we commemorate. And yeah, like, it's, so, it's just so nice to, to have these days and to really like reflect on that, you know. Like, I, I just like really think about like how much of my time is taken, like arrested, you know, like, arrested by Maya. Arrested by like my day-to-day BS that I'm doing you know, my trying to enjoy my senses, like all the stuff that I know is like not so great for me, but I do it anyway. So, right. it's, really ni- so it's really nice to have like a specific day where we can really just focus and meditate and think about Srila Prabhupada.
1: Yes, sorry for moving. No,
0: no worries. You were breaking up, so I wasn't sure if it was me or if it was you. Oh, well, you were the one that was moving, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was you.
1: No, it's you. You're oh, just no. I mean, Anyway. Okay. Yeah, what what have you been meditating on on this day? I want to share I want to share my meditation which I did on my Instagram also, but maybe flesh it out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I've been writing a little. Can you hear me now better? A little bit. Hmm. Maybe if I like change over here. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I swear sometimes the direction it changes things. Um, well, I've been really thinking about Srila Prabhupada in like a personal way, you know, just like how, how like really, if it wasn't for Srila Prabhupada, if it wasn't for him starting this movement, like I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing. And I was, you know, the, the, tonight there's like a, all day there's a celebration, a commemorating Srila Prabhupada over at the Bhakti Center. And so It's really interesting because, you know, uh, our our dear God brother was asking me to speak or something or say contribute in some sort of way. And I kind of didn't want to at first. I was just like, "Uh, I don't know, like whatever I have to say is not, you know, worthy or there's so many other people that can speak besides me and like this. And um, so at first I was just like, no. But then he asked me again and I was like, OK, fine. Yeah, I think so. And I really think that it's like we should all have that personal relationship where it's like. Srila Prabhupada, his books, his teachings are affecting us like on a very deep personal level. So in some way, I guess I reached this realization that we should all have something to say. You know, we should all have something very specific to say about Srila Prabhupada, his teachings, his books. And I think that it's important to cultivate that personal relationship with him. I'm just going to be very honest and put myself on the spot right here. But I remember like when we were living in the ashram and it was a Kadashi. And um, like, it would be time to listen, you know, the Bhagavatam class on Ekadashi would be like recordings by Srila Prabhupada. And I would always just like not go, I would always just like not go on those days. Oh, like, no. oh, it's Akadashi, I'm not going to go, I'm going to go do something else, or I'm going to go like, whatever. And I don't know the reason that I didn't go. I was just like, well, it's not, you know, engaging, or it's not this, or like, I can't, whatever, there's no speaker. I made so many, like a million one excuses. But I really, truly feel like, I don't know, like today, I just like really felt like I need to, I need to commit to deepening my personal relationship with Sri Prabhupada because like he is really responsible for like my devotional life and my devotional service. And so that's kind of like my meditation today of like a recommitment to like having some more personal relationship with Sri Prabhupada by reading his letters or by listening to his lectures. So I was listening to some lectures today. It was very nice and like this and just reflecting on things. Yeah
1: just hearing you speak i feel as a a personal observation about our generation generation of millennials and after is that we don't know how to honor our principles and we don't know how to honor those who embody our principles in ways that we wish we could embody or in ways that we hope is our prospect if we move further into divinity or into higher levels of consciousness. Mm. Um, And I often, I don't know, there are probably many cultural factors that lead to our inability to honor, basically honor our superiors. Mm. Whether that superior is more abstract like an ideal or our superior is something more reified like a person, like a personal Mm. form. Um, one major factor i that i 've thought about in relationship to not having the ability to honor a superior is just a really bad relationship with authorities in general, but more specifically yeah. the father, yeah, at least for men um, you know not having perhaps the best relationship with our fathers mm. like and who's kind of like the first authority figure that you 're acquainted with in life. Mm. Um, and when you're, unless they run off, like in my case, <laughs> and then your mom is like playing two roles, but, um, still, when she plays a role of authority, you kind of imagine that's the role of the father mm. that she's manif- she's kind of manifesting that energy. And because the father isn't actually there for whatever reasons. Mm. And just so having that breakage of relationship and therefore not really understanding why should I honor, you know, the superior where I don't have a good relationship? And then, of course, from the father, you just have really bad relationship with superiors in general, whether those were teachers mm. or heroes you looked up to or idols you looked up Breaking of trust. Can you still hear?
0: hear me your thing is like loading your yeah your thing is loading as well so i don't know i can still hear you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with the continuous like breakage of trust
1: then uh it makes it makes it difficult to honor you know those principles and really even when you think about like religious life or spiritual life it really comes to life because People who embody those principles. Mm-hmm. Like what is what is spirituality or religion about saintly persons? If there was mm-hmm. no Jesus Christ, who would care about Christianity whatsoever? You know, mm-hmm. and if there was no Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or the Goswamis or Srila Prabhupada, who would really care about Hare Krishna amongst those who are Hare Krishna's or Bhakti Yogins in the West and so on. So the saints are really the life of spirituality, mm. and their embodying of the principles that we hope to embody ourselves becomes a motivation for like honoring them. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because and because we're not accustomed to seeing that, uh, this, this is just my response to what you were saying. There's generally a, there's a difficulty in honoring because like mm. these guys are not showing up. You know, and their private lives and their personal lives and their communities. And and in so many ways, there's failing. So it makes it really hard for our generation to see the wisdom in honoring our predecessors or honoring, you know, in general. Kind of as a response to what you, I don't know if you have anything more on that, but that's what I
0: was hearing. I have one little anecdote, and I really hope that the connection like, stays semi-stable. I'm so over Instagram Live, by the way, Jaya. I'm just like over me too. the thing. Anyway, we're talking about this tomorrow. We're so. talking about this tomorrow. But I had an interesting experience. I'm going to actually move because I feel like maybe the connection will be better over here. So I had an interesting experience. Um, one sec. Let me, let me move. Let me get situated. Okay maybe it'll be better over here i had an interesting experience at um at a kirtan that i went to when was it on monday can you hear me jaya mm-hmm. are you still there
1: i i, I guess I hear you yeah so okay. far okay
0: so i went to a kirtan on monday and like it was it was like a mini celebration of a govardhan puja and it was over here in ecuador and my experience in the kirtans over here have been nice because like, it's nice to be around, you know, devotees, but the truth is that like there's very few devotees, like, it's like very few like people who are like devotee devotees, you know, like practicing chanting either initiated or like very seriously considering initiation like this. And so, um, when I would go to kirtan in the past, it'd been a while since I had gone. It was like a group of like six or seven people that were like really carrying the kirtan. And then like a nice group of like newer people that are like 15-ish kind of like newer people that would, you know, they're kind of chanting, they're kind of singing, they're kind of this, like they're, they're there, but you know how it is with new people. So anyway, I go to this kirtan on Monday and no one from like the Prabhu's was there. There was one of the Prabhu's that was there. And he, thank, you know, thankfully, he's a good Murdunga player. So, like, he was carrying the kirtan. And the mother who, like, runs the program, and, like, there was a lot of new people. It was, like, 20, it was, like, 30 new people. It was, like, 30 new people, <laughs> me, the mother who runs the programs, and, like, the Prabhu who is playing the Merdunga, and then, like, um, a, one of my friends that's playing the Kartals. That's it. And I was like, okay, like when I went in, I kind of like sat in the back, I was just like, I knew they were gonna ask me to, to chant, but I was kind of just like, uh. and so she asks me to come up and speak about Dem- like about Damodar pastime. And I was just like, you know, I was like, I don't feel qualified to teach and speak about Krishna Lila right now. Like, I don't know um, to like all these new people right like, now you know, or ever, or in, ever life. in life, especially to like all these new people in Spanish. You know, I speak Spanish, but like I'm not used to like preaching in Spanish. Um, to like people I don't know. And she was like, really like, no, 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 you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. And I was like, okay. And I was like, really nervous. But thankfully, I got into it. And I immediately opened up. I'm literally a parrot right now. And I'm just repeating what has been told to me. And I'm not qualified to speak on this. And then so I spoke on it. and It was fine. Um, people seemed to be connecting, whatever. I felt very embarrassed. And then I started leading the cure time. And I was getting all these feelings in the kirtan, because, like, people were, they were, they were singing, but they were, like, you know, they were just, like, (laughs) like, they were singing like this. And I was really, like, having to fight really hard in my mind to not get, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To not get, like negative, you know, to not get upset because I'm like, I can't get negative or upset right now because I'm chanting Christian's names. But I was, I was genuinely feeling this feeling of like, I just want to be around devotees. I don't want to preach. I don't want to have to like say anything to anyone. I just want to be in like bomb kirtan with bomb devotees having like a bomb time, you know? And then like, I was having, the, I was having this feeling like through the kirtan <laughs> and I was re- that I was really having to fight it. I was just like, no, no, like stay present. You know, you're here, you're leading the kirtan, come on, come on, like, engage with people, engage with people. So, like, thankfully, it wasn't too much of a disaster, and it was fine, you know, it was fine. But afterwards, (laughs) I'm having a conversation um, with my friend, and I was telling him about my feelings, and I was like, I feel so guilty. I was like, I feel so guilty because, like, Srila Prabhupada really wanted us to preach, and he really wanted us to, like, go out there and, you know... Back in the in the days, like they were devotees. It was like two people starting a temple, like just left in a random town. And it was just like, go for it. Preach, you know. And Prabhupada would just be like, go for it. Do it. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: and I felt like kind of guilty because I've been having this feeling of just like, I don't know how much I want to do that. And like, you know, a lot of people have been approaching me here. And then the mother approached me that night being like, we need help. And we need you to help us preach. And I remember when I went to another city in Ecuador, they were like, we need you to help us preach. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, um, okay, I'll get back to you on that. But we'll see. You know, but for I'll the first... get back
1: to you on that never. Never,
0: never. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, maybe we could schedule something uh, 2021. Maybe like um, <laughs> December of 2021. We'll see if I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> but I started to feel actually guilty. And I really thought of Srila Prabhupada. I really thought, like, wow, like, I feel like such a rascal, you know? Like, I feel like such a rascal just trying to, like, you know, be in this movement to get the benefit out of it, but not, like, my own personal benefit out of it, which is a good thing. Of course, we should have good association and we should be around people and we should feel enlivened and we should feel nourished mm-hmm. in our devotional service. And that's, like, a given. And obviously, right now, because of Miss Rona, like, a lot of us are not, are, are, st- <laughs> We're like literally starved of good association. So I don't want to be too hard on myself, but I I did start feeling like really guilty because, and like a rascal because I was just like, God, like she'll probably sacrificed literally so much, like had various heart attacks on his voyage over, you know, cargo ship over here to the United States. And here I am at a time being like, ugh, I don't want to be here. I just want to be around like, hey, no. you know, like this.
1: That's interesting, like, I think I've gone through those feelings before too. First of all, I wanna just validate your feeling of needing to be around Bomb Association, Bomb Kirtan, Time without feeling the pressure of having like put on a show and preach yeah, and yeah. uplift. I mean, um this the sixth stand sorry. The sixth stanza of the Dhamodarashtakam prayer. Namodheva Damodarananta Vishnu. Um Call me out Namo Deva ananta, Vishnu Prasida So this line, this um he's so he's doing Nam Sankirtan. This is Sanatana Goshami comments. He's performing Nam Sankirtan because the whole first line is just names of the deity Deva, Tamodar, Ananta, Vishnu, Prabhu. And then he's saying, Prasida, you be pleased upon me. He's, mm. he's asking the Lord to be pleased upon him because he's going to ask some benediction. Okay, what's the problem? So then he says, dukkha Abdi magnam. I'm drowning in an ocean of a network of dukkha. Mm. And Sinatra Goswami says two things here. One, network of dukkha is just the vicissitudes of life, which is basically filled with the misery. Mm. And the other is just separation from God, separation from the ground of being and feeling alienated in this world. That's, that's heavy. And then he uses the word Dinam. Actually, I'm exceedingly miserable. And Sanatana Goswami says, this feeling comes up when you're devoid of sadhu sangha. Atidhinam. Mm. Because he said, kripa drishti vrishti atidhinam bhatanu, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he said, atidhinam, I'm exceedingly miserable because I don't have sadhu sangha. And so my sadhana bhajan is, let's say, it leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> so I, te- you know, I just wanted to kind of like validate that feeling, like I'm suffering because I'm without good sangha. Mm. And even on over and above that, there's this prayer of Prahlad Maharaj and his stava to Narsimha. I've brought it up probably many times before, well, a few times before, where he says that I'm actually afraid in this world because i'm surrounded by the non-devoted who are trying to who spend their times basically exploiting each other Mm. and their talks are always filled with criticism of you which can make me get doubts and get bewildered and get seduced by you know just material goals and ideas and so just i just want to validate that feeling i'm needing to be around bomb association and bomb kirtan, like who doesn't need that in their life? And especially if you're a sadhaka we need that. Um, on the, so I, I, I also resonate with your feeling of like needing to do more because look at how much Srila Prabhupada sacrificed so that I would have the opportunity for Krishna Bhakti. Mm. I know over the years, I've definitely gone a lot more internal though, in terms of my, spirit, in terms of my desires in relationship to preaching. Mm. I did the whole preaching thing for probably over a decade as a classic ISKCON brahmachari type. Mm. Um, and then when I kind of stopped, I kind of retracted and started to realize I needed to put a lot more in myself just so that I could be really beneficial for whoever else I was going to be able to assist outside of myself. But I also have kind of turned my preaching spirit toward Srila Prabhupada's like family itself mm. because I you know movements I can like now that I've studied it I'm not a sociologist but as I can imagine movements go through different periods so in the beginning of the movement it's like the uh, establishing some basis sort of period mm. and there's a lot of energy to like preach to the outside world gather members build up strength etc cetera, etc cetera. But after you've done that, then there's like a lot of work for cleaning up your own house, so to speak. Mm. And there's so much work that needs to happen within our devotional communities that may not be happening or not happening in a very potent way. Mm. And members of our own community suffer tremendously. And um, I mean, there's so many examples of that, but one thing that's passionate to me that I've been spending a lot of time with, as you know, is just like men's issues, yes. like men and the devotional, they like suffer like quite a bit. And so that spirit of preaching, I'm kind of just directing in that sense toward my community. Like I do a lot of things. I, I think I preach a lot, so to speak, but it's largely directed at the devotional community that I'm a part of mm. and kind of in my own small insignificant way, putting energy to the uplift of, my family, with the view that if we're a good family, that's inspired and loved, that itself can be a very attractive feature for the outside world. But if we're like in so many ways suffering inside our own family, that I don't think that story time. Just like I used to do hari nam in New York. Um, this is some years ago when I was to the Brahmacharya. We would go. We were doing six hours of hari nam every day in the streets of New York. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, just living in New York is exhausting. Like, even if you don't do anything else but live <laughs> there, you spend most of your time feeling exhausted for some reason that's inexplicable. And on top of that, we were doing six hours of Hari Nam every single day. And I kid you not, the, the morning program in the Hari Nam ashram at the time was legitimately, like, four to five hours. Like oh we God. would wake up. Like we would wake up at like three thirty or four. I think Monday's program started at like four thirty and like the singing and all of that would continue till about nine o'clock. Like it was super long. It was like and then on top of that, you still had like six hours of hard enough that you had to go on. And we, we were living in Brooklyn, so we had to take the train there and back, which was all together probably close to an hour, an hour and a half. So mm. anyway, we were tired all the time. And we didn't get a lot of time for study. We didn't get a lot of time for talking to each other because whatever little time we had, I had to go to sleep and like mm. getting naps and so on. Anyway, when we were going and sing, this would be the funniest part to me. When we would going and sing hard on the street at the time, we would be so tired. As soon as we sat down on the mat to start singing, we all just look like terrible. Like we were so <laughs> tired. We'd be hunched over look our eyes in like, dark circles, like we were looking at mass, And um, I remember, I remember us like Kishore Gopal was there Ananta Nanta was there at the time. And we used to always joke like, how like jacked up we looked and say, like, hey. And for us, we felt like this was our preaching, like, hey, don't we look happy? Come and join, come and sit and sing with us. And we looked miserable, like we weren't smiling. We weren't enthusiastically doing kirtan because we were still like so physically tired. Mm. And so that becomes almost like, we used to joke about it, we were like, this is anti-preaching. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even though we're like, technically preaching, it was like, uh, and I don't wanna criticize, like, it's, it was still wonderful work, despite the, the like, even though our decorum wasn't the best, I still think it was perfect work and good work. At mm. the same time, there was, it was clear to us that there was something that we needed as a group, Mm. And, you know, in terms of our interpersonal relationships, in terms of our own thriving as individuals, that we felt if we had it, it would automatically translate as something very attractive for the outer world. And so I kind of feel, I think I spent a lot of time in that feeling now. Like there are a lot of statements of purpose talking about boiling the milk. Like, we've already have enough people. There are like letters and statements of purpose. We already have enough people. Now boil the milk. And I think the, the spirit, of course, of going out and like proselytizing or that's probably that th- that's kind of a negative word, like going out and reaching out to people's perfect work also. And I also think it's perfect work to invest energy in the family around you as well, which is mm. also requiring a lot of uplift, a lot of enlightenment. There's like a lot of ignorance within our own family about our own literatures, a lot of distraction, a lot of despair. Mm. happening and, 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 and sort of a conspiracy of silence around that because you're not supposed to be depressed because you're a devotee. So there's a lot of work to do in our own family and I, you know, directing energy there is also very is it also, at least in my own heart, it translates to me as a great service to Parapad's movement. Yeah, And I'm hoping to get credit for that. Like Parapad, listen, I'm, I'm not that good of a devotee but I did inspire a lot of your people so can I get a pass like literally can I get a pass to the spiritual world like please <laughs> and That's, I yeah. I I personally process my own spirituality right now at least where I'm at in my development like that
0: Yeah I I think that I think that the services that you do are just so necessary and uplifting because like kind of, I guess kind of what I was saying about like wanting to be in bomb kirtan and all of that stuff, bomb association, is that right. like you can't really share from an empty cup, you know? So right, it's right, like, right, right, if, right. it's like you're constantly being pushed into a position to share, but you're not being nourished. It's, um, right. it, it can, it can be quite detrimental. And I remember like in my, yeah. I remember in like my early in my earlier years, in my earlier devotional life, like I was very much like pushed to share right away. I don't know, maybe it's because of like my personality or like my presence or like whatever. I'm not sure. It but was I definitely
1: have... because of that. Yeah. But also because that's our general template in our family also.
0: Yeah. Okay, get out. And I, I honestly like really feel like it was obviously like a really good thing because I, I had to like do it and I felt I felt engaged in, in Krishna service. And, you know, now like my service, like I barely have any services now, like that, that I can think of as a service and I'm feeling like, Oh, I want service again. So of course I was super happy to have those services, but I just remember like how burnt out I used to feel and how like empty cup I used to feel. And I specifically remember, I specifically remember like when I, At one point, I just had it, and I was like, I need to go to Vrindavan. Like, I need to go to Vrindavan for, like, a month. And I went to Vrindavan for a month, and it was just so amazing, you know? And, like, literally being close to Srila Prabhupada, like, at his samadhi, being at the temple, being in rudge, you know? And just, like, kind of receiving that nourishment, I feel like, is super, super important. So the fact that you're doing that within our family, because, like you were saying, it is the tendency, like, just, like, get out there and do and, like, this and etc., and it's like, okay, well, what about the, the care and the nourishment and the teaching really and the teaching, you know, because something that you've made very clear. And for me, that's become kind of like a, such an important part of my devotional life is, and you know, we say it on chit chat all the time, which is like, know your chit, like know what you're talking about, like know what the Shastra is saying and not just know it, but like, how does it affect you on a personal level and how are you like bringing this into practice? So, you know, right. you, are do- you are doing so many sanghas and the men's sanghas and, like, this. And some of, like, the best moments for me, like, this year have been in those men's sanghas. Just, like, learning and laughing and these kinds of things. And it's, like, yeah, it's, like, that's kind of stuff is re- that kind of stuff is, like, so necessary. And I'm just realizing, like, you know, we had this – um, I-, I feel like I need to take my own advice. I'm, I'm really bad <laughs> at doing that. I'm really bad at doing that. Like, I'll give – Aren't I'll we all – Yeah, because we had this podcast on, uh, when was it? It was Tuesday. It was yesterday, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. It was yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I remember, like, towards the end, you were like, do you have any last words that you'd like to say to people? And I was like, find your people. Find your community. Go be with them. If you're not near them, leave where you are and go find them. And I'm just like, God, I really need to take my own advice because I think that that's It's such an important thing to like be around people that you feel nourished by in a community that you feel nourished by. And then therefore, therefore I can preach, you know, therefore I'm not going to get burnt out. And I think, and I really, and I really think that Srila Prabhupada wanted that. Like he wanted us to live in community and I find myself in an interesting place right now. You know, I was writing my, my appreciation for Srila Prabhupada. That I'm going to speak in an hour or so, and I was writing specifically about how, like, yeah, about how, like, in the West, it's so individualized and it's so nihilistic and it's so this and it's so that, and Srila Prabhupada really came to like alleviate us of this malady, of this symptom. But I feel like the the lure, the lure of individualism is so seductive that especially when you like leave the ashram or you're in, you know you're kind of like doing your own thing. It can get very like, oh, yeah, I'm just me. I'm just me and I'm doing my own thing. And it, living in community is really like it's, it's simultaneously an austerity and a blessing in disguise. And, it's, and I feel like it's more mm-hmm. a blessing. I feel like it's more a blessing, like to be able to like learn from close relationships with people, to be able to like get into conflicts and solve them, to be able to like practice like bhakti on a daily basis with like your god brothers and god sisters and spiritual family it's like i feel like that's so important and like personally i really miss that like personally i'm just like yeah it was you know really intense times in the ashram but like i got to really like live a bhakti yogi life okay so i guess we'll see you
1: back in america soon what (laughs) i said i guess we'll see you back in america soon
0: Oh, I don't know about America. I don't know about America. I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm like very far away from America and I might want to keep it that way. But there are some really, there are some really beautiful communities down here that I'm just like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm going to visit one in two weeks from now, like for a week, I'm going to go there and I'm going to do some program and like be with the devotees there. And they have like this beautiful project. It's in a city called Cuenca. And um, I'm going to go visit that. I, I already went once, but I'm going to go for like right. a longer time and see and like this because I think it's so important and we really need to like focus our life around that because if it's not focused around that and if it's just focused around like, I got to tend to my material needs, it's like, of course, we all need to tend to our material needs. But when that becomes the focus, like I have to tend to my material needs, then we lose sight of of Srila Prabhupada's mission. Like literally we lose sight of his mission.
1: Yeah, I would like to, um, I have a lot more I would like to say, but um, Srila Prabhupada's departure time is coming up. Yes, yes. He left at 7.20, I guess, Eastern time zone. <laughs> he, left, he left in the evening, 7.20, I think around 7.20-ish. Um, and they're having a celebration. Yeah. I'm going to go to the temple now and make an offering and do kirtan for Shula Prabhupada at his departure time. Sahati so Skadado. Yeah, Haribo. That's okay. Yeah, yeah of gonna, course. Um, I have a lot more. Maybe we can talk a little bit more also directly about Srila Prabhupada. We th- kind of spoke a little bit about his impact on our life and our this, our need to give back. Mm. And maybe a little bit more about his the personhood also. Yes, but absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my breath on that so I can go and offer my honor. Um, yes. Our, our Paramoguru Dev and yes. get his blessings.
0: Jaya, awesome. Thank you so much Jaya and thank you everyone thank for joining. Hadi hadi bol.
1: Hadi.